questions I'm asked frequently. Do you think we're in the birth pains yet? That final three and a half year period that leads directly to the time of Jacob's trouble? Do you believe the tribulation is near? I believe we're at the beginning of the beginning of the birth pains, the wars, nation against nation, famines and earthquakes. Jesus says that's just the beginning of sorrows. So are we or aren't we? Well, let's see what the Bible says. Hi everyone, I'm Bill Nordstrom and welcome to the program today. I believe most important places to go are Matthew 24 and Daniel 11. Matthew gives us a a more personal perspective as Jesus tells us of the, the ecological events, the ethnic wars among people groups, persecutions, the dangers of false prophets, really events that we can closely identify with even now. While Daniel presents us with a a more historical perspective, regional conflicts among Middle East nations Daniel would have been very familiar with, military campaigns that will lead to the arrival of a man who will initiate a false peace and ultimately a great tribulation. I believe both biblical locations can introduce us to the first three and a half years of Daniel's 70th week. Jesus explained the beginning of the sorrows, the birth pains, when his disciples asked him about the end of the age. His first response was to, to, uh, of course, caution against deception in the coming times of crisis. Then he laid out what was to be expected as the preliminary events that would lead to the Great Tribulation. You'll hear of wars, rumors of wars. See that you're not troubled, Jesus says, for for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise up against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There'll be famines, plagues, contagious disease, and earthquakes. Then, important word, then they'll deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. And you'll be hated by all nations for my name's sake. Now, let me, let me stop here for just a moment, because at first glance, we could argue, and, and many have, that Jesus was speaking only to Israel, not the Gentile church, that the words were only for his Jewish brethren, addressing the pain and the persecution they would suffer throughout the ages, ultimately leading to the time of Jacob's trouble. And those young disciples would have been educated and and very familiar with the prophecies of uh, Jeremiah, Daniel, and all the other prophets. But I take the position the church is right smack in the middle of Jesus' remarks. This is not just for Israel. If, If we read Revelation chapter 12 carefully, we see in verse 14, Revelation 12 verse 14, The Jews are fleeing the Antichrist in this coming time of Jacob's trouble. But we also see they're they're being attended to for the next three and a half years in pockets of mercy and protection among nations around the world. Now listen to this. That's all under the auspices of a mostly Gentile church. Churches, ministries who, who recognize the birth pains and know what's to follow. John's revelation in chapter 12, verse 17, shows the Antichrist becomes enraged over all that Gentile aid, and he goes off to make war with Israel's offspring, and that would be the church, who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. A Gentile assembly who've counted the cost, who who overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, 
not loving their lives even unto death. So it's clear, folks, that the Gentile believers, even as Israel, are subject to the persecutions of the Antichrist in that first three and a half years and beyond. Jesus goes on in in Matthew chapter 24 to point out betrayal and hate will rise to a crescendo. Many false prophets will emerge during the birth pains and deceive many. Lawlessness will abound and the love of many will grow cold, the Lord says. Then finally, Jesus says, those who endure to the end will be saved, and the gospel of the kingdom will be preached to all the nations, and then, and then the end will come. You see, verse 15 settles the issue. The Lord presents the terminal event that will end the birth pains and bring a tribulation and trouble like never before in history. And he directs us to Daniel's, so we both, Jew and Gentile, we know what we're in for. Daniel's prophetic narrative begins in chapter 10, and it continues all the way to the end of the book, chapter 12, verse 13. We're going to look at only a few verses in chapter 11, which would speak to the time we could consider the birth pains that clearly lead to the same abomination of desolation spoken of by Jesus in Matthew 24. In chapter 11, we see a series of nations and a significant list of rulers who, who come and go, events that are clearly validated throughout secular history. But the turning point in Daniel 11 is verse 21, where we're first introduced to the man who emerges from a, a small, seemingly insignificant people will appear peaceable and and begin a short process in which he, through flattery and manipulation, he becomes one of prominence in the Middle East. Verse 23 tells us this man will create an astounding peace by recognizing Israel's holy covenant and the nation's credibility as a member of the company of nations. And that'll lead to Temple Mount access and the resumption of animal sacrifices. At this time, he'll also begin to distribute in the land the spoils of previous military victories. Incidentally, it's been shown that present-day jihadist fighters give out to their people what they've taken through terrorist brutality, and that goes on even in our day. Meanwhile, skirmishes continue as this man of peace from the north battles with the king of the south, Egypt, or perhaps even Saudi Arabia, As verse 27 shows, both kings are ultimately bent on evil against Israel. Verses 29 and 30 indicate he'll make brief forays into Israel in a rage against the holy covenant to which he's been a central participant. This, in turn, will lead to him suddenly entering the land, defiling the temple, removing the daily sacrifices, and placed there the abomination of desolation. Daniel 11.31, listen to this carefully, the forces and forces shall be mustered by him and they shall defile the sanctuary fortress. Then they shall take away the daily sacrifices and place there the abomination of desolation. Again, this is the same terminable event that ends the birth pain spoken of by Jesus back in Matthew chapter 24. Our friend Reggie Kelly has some insights on these coming days. He says there are many nations that will support the peace arrangement the Antichrist disrupts at the the close of the birth pains. 
He says it's incorrect to suppose all nations go against Israel. They do not. It's the Antichrist with his ten-nation coalition that break the peace and flood the land of Israel with overwhelming forces. Dissenting nations will likely soon come under great pressure to capitulate to his demands. It's evident he does not have complete military control over all the nations, as we see in verses 40 through 45. So, can we say, can we say based on Daniel's vision and the words of Jesus, we're now in the birth pains? The preliminary events that would lead to the time of Jacob's trouble? I don't believe so. But we're certainly much closer than many believe. Again, the beginning of animal sacrifices and their rapid removal will stand as the sign to be most closely watched. For with that prophetic certainty, birth pains come to an end and a great tribulation begins. Let's pray. Father, there are so many events coming in rapid succession. It's very easy for us, Father, to get ahead of your set times. And Lord, we don't want to do that. Father, we need your wisdom in all things, all things that pertain to life and and to godliness during these coming days. We want to guard against false alarms of prophetic speculation that can lead to confusion and fear among your people and even people outside the church. Lord, we believe we're at a point of transition like never before in history, that people both inside and outside the church are seeking answers as to what in the world is going on. Father, we as a company of believers want the word of the Holy Spirit, not speculation, not guesswork. Father, we want the in-season word of the Lord for the days ahead. God, would you grant us the gift of wisdom as we approach the birth pains and the challenges that will follow? And we ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Maranatha, beloved. Even so, come Lord Jesus. I'm Bill Nordstrom.